Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. All right, dearly beloved, welcome to the thriving in life and business without social media. Uh, I highly recommend, again, get your notebook ready to go. In this session, I'm going to talk about my seven-year journey since leaving social media, what it was like to leave social media, the, the scary and crazy reality of what happened when I deleted the accounts, and how I've grown my business, Magic Media, have grown Magic Kids without social media for the last seven years. And uh, my intention is that I'm going to teach you 20 alternative marketing strategies that you can implement in your business starting today without ever needing to log on to your social media accounts again. But before we begin, share in the chat on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love being on social media? One being you can't stand it, you hope you can leave after today's session, and 10 being you love it and couldn't imagine life without it. All right, Alex Louise, two out of 10. And I'm curious, are you on social media? Are you doing it as like a regular habit? Kelly, one out of 10. Kylie, three and a half out of 10. Amy, two out of 10. All right. So I would, and Ravi, three out of 10. This is sad. Usually my average is about four out of 10, but not a single one of you has hit four out of 10, which means today we are going to go down the rabbit hole and I'm going to help you formulate your escape plans so that your life can be better and your business can grow without the need for ever logging onto those silly places that you're currently subscribed to so welcome to the workshop uh, i gotta let somebody else in there we go okay so thriving in business without social media i have this is my 20 i think it's 22nd or 23rd time doing this workshop in the last year and a half i've had over 4,000 people join this session live uh it's popular and it seems as though there's a lot of people that are trying to break free from the matrix so here we go question number one why? Why do you wish to escape from social media? If the why is not big enough, we'll never make a change. So how big is your why? What is your why? Why do you want to get off social? Share in the chat. I would love to know. The answers that usually come are pretty consistent across the board with all the people that have joined this workshop, but I would love to know your why. And it's important for you to write your why down because when you leave this, if your why is not clear enough, you're not going to make any changes. All right, Alex Louis, doom scrolling is horrible and I find myself doing it. Yeah, the doom scroll. Ravi, time. Yeah, it is a time sucker. The doom scrolling is a terrible thing. It definitely blocks us from our relationship with the muse that is constantly trying to speak to us and give us our ideas and creative inspiration. When we're consuming, we're not creating. Uh, I don't like being tied to technology, says Kelly and Kylie, not aligned with my values. All right. These are good reasons. These are good whys. So for me, I thought about leaving for three years before I finally left. And I created a Facebook group, which might still be up there. Uh, and it was called uh, Escape Facebook was the name of the group. And it was growing traction. It was just like about brainstorming. Like, how else can we do this without needing to be on these platforms? Because like all of you, I felt something was off and I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't want to be on those platforms anymore. And so I pondered it for quite a long time. And uh and I had this moment, I skipped ahead a, a slide and I shouldn't have, but I had this moment on, uh, I lost my slides. Hold on one second. I got to restart this thing. I lost my slides. Sorry about that, everybody. There they go. Okay. Now we're back. So <laughs> I had this experience where I was sitting on top of a mountain. My child was just born and I just launched my new a new branch of my business with Magic Media. It was called the Great E Course Adventure. And it was like Saturday Night Live meets an online course adventure where we taught you how to build the greatest course that you could possibly imagine. And it was epic and amazing. And it like finally I figured out a way to merge my inner artist and my inner entrepreneur. And at the same time, I was feeling this inkling of like, there's got to be better ways than social media. And so I'm sitting on the mountain on my island here where I live and I'm watching the sunset and I'm just reflecting on this new chapter, this new branch of my business, this new baby, this like all of this newness. And it was just very blissful. 
and I'm watching the sun go down. And as I'm watching, I had this experience where I suddenly caught my brain speaking in Facebook speak. And it was starting to formulate the post that I was going to make later when I got back to my computer about the moment I was in. And therefore I left the moment. And in leaving the moment, I had this epiphany of like, holy shit, my thoughts are no longer my thoughts. Facebook now owns this experience I'm having. And that felt so invasive that I was like, this is it. I'm done. Like I, this feels like Mark Zuckerberg just encroached on my private life even more than he already was. And so I went home, told my wife, I'm done. I'm logging off. I'm canceling my accounts. I reached out to my friends that mattered, said, yo, I'm getting off and I'm going to leave. So for me, and I did the next day I left for me, the reasons, and I think these reasons are more applicable now than they've ever been for why I left is rather than connect us, it divides us. I think this is more obvious now than it was seven years ago, rather than being inspired, we feel more anxious than ever before. There's more anxiety. There's more people with mental illness. And I think social media is a big part of that. Rather than building friendships, we get followers. And that's that's a twisted concept if you really think about it. Rather than feel, creating more connection, we have more loneliness than ever before. Rather than feeling safe to share our thoughts, we censor them. And if they're not, we're not censoring ourselves, then we can be censored now. And rather than being free, we become addicted to our devices. So these were some of the reasons why I needed to leave and leaving was, it was kind of crazy. It was like being erased from the matrix. It was like, I deleted my accounts and it wasn't like the next day, my friends started phoning me and texting me like, Hey dude, there's a party. You should come out or, Hey, we're having a get together. Everything was happening on social media. That was where my connections were. That was where my people were. And so there was this radio silence for months and it was really off-putting because all of these relationships I built online, I finally realized were not actually real. The, when we got sick, nobody was coming over to bring a soup. When, when, you know, it was just like, it was this weird feeling of like, why did I just invest 10 years into social media when clearly there's like, there's nothing there. And so I went on this quest to rediscover what, being in relationship was like and we had just moved to this island we're on three years prior to that so we were still new to the community and i went on a quest to figure out what what it meant to be in village again and so i really focused on in-person relationships which which was the foundation for my shift in philosophy for how i've done business for the last seven years uh, i started a men's group accidentally called man ventures and for the last almost six years we have met every tuesday and uh, basically whatever guys show up on Tuesdays, decide what adventure we do the following week. And we've done everything from like pirate adventures with foam swords and searching for treasure and battling it out to fire ceremonies, to saunas. My publishing company, Magic Kids, started because we all got together, group 12 men got together and wrote children's stories. And this was the one I wrote. And that was the beginning of Magic Kids about three years ago. And so much magic has come from that. We do work parties. If a man is having a baby, we will regularly get together and chop their winter supply of firewood so they can be more present with their family. My wife also started a group called the Mama's Hive on, on Salt Spring Island, where we are, which started as a group of about 10 moms, her and nine others, who all had babies around the same time. And it's grown to over 800 moms on our island that now support each other. They do Christmas hampers. They do meal trains. If somebody's sick, they raise money for them. Like, it's just, we've really formulated, oh, this is what village is. This is how it's supposed to be. It's not this artificial thing that happens on social media. And so as time has gone on, I really wanted that feeling to translate to how I've done business. And that is how I've, I've built my company, Magic Media, it has been built on the fabric of relationships. And so what I've come to learn is that the world doesn't need more social media platforms, more time on social media, better social media. What it needs is more social connection. It needs people being people together. And that was something that over the last several years seems to be, it seems to be trying to be taken from us and we need to take it back and make, make a vow to ourselves to like really focus on this. And so my question to you, and this is an important question, it goes with the why, is imagine you left social media tomorrow. 
and you reclaimed all of your time. So question one, how much time do you spend on social media right now? So is it approximately five hours a week? Is it 10 hours a week? Is it an hour a day? That includes scrolling, texting, making content, posting content, responding to comments, going into your groups, et cetera. How many hours per week do you think you spend? All right, so Kylie says 12 to 15 hours a week. I'd say about 10 is the average for this workshop. Three to five hours, 10 hours. All right, so let's just pretend it's 10 hours. That's a nice round number. It's easy to do math around that number. Let's just pretend that it is 10 hours per week that you reclaim. That's 40 hours per month that you could reclaim if you weren't on social. So question one, what would you do with all that time if you reclaimed that? Share in the chat. It's an important question. Because there's a lot of things you could do, but what would you do? Get reconnected with nature. Edit longer form videos, newsletters that actually matter. Amazing. <laughs> See humans. Yeah, humans. You remember them in this dimension. It's amazing. They still exist, you know. So your why needs to be big enough. There's been a lot that's changed for me over the last seven years. Aside from having a kid, being a present dad, I have gone from my work days before leaving social media. I was working nine to 12 hours a day because I wasted a lot of time doing the death scroll, creating content. I was, I was a three time a day poster, memes, videos, articles, whatever conversations, questions, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was in it for a long time on social. And so my, my work days typically now are 9.30 to 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I'm running multiple businesses. We have partnership projects. I've got a bustling Magic Mind community. Like I do a lot in a week. I play professional golf, which is a long time dream of mine. I golf six days a week. Like this is like, I get a lot of time with my son. When I finish work, I'm on dad duty till bedtime. I get my weekends with my kid. Like it's, it's absolutely beautiful how things have shifted when I reclaim my time and my focus. And that's available to every single person. And so this is an important thing to know if you're wasting time. So how much money do you generate on social media? If you're just making your best guess, is it $0? And a lot of people that, are, that come to this workshop, like it's $0. And social media is kind of like a slot machine. It's like people just think if they keep putting their money and time and energy into it, they keep pulling the switch, eventually they're going to get a viral piece of content and everything will blow up. And that happens for very few people. And so let's go with the 40 hours a month. And let's just pretend you're making $1,000 per month from coaching, from selling programs, from your presence on social media. You're making 1000 bucks a month. That $1,000 a month divided by those 40 hours you're spending on social media equals $25 an hour. That is not a professional price for your time and your energy. So it's really important to just see that for what it is. And then if you just times that over the course of how many years you've been playing the game on social media. Now, you could keep your presence on social media and you could hire somebody for $25 an hour to do that job for you while you reclaim that 40 hours a month and do the other things that are way more important that are going to help you grow your business, your impact, and everything you're here to do. And it's probably not worth your time. So how do we do business without social media? I gave you a hint earlier. Every year at New Year's, I choose a word. That word themes my year and it becomes the mantra. And when I left social, the next two years on New Year's Eve, I chose the same word because I really wanted to figure this out. And the word was relationships. I wanted to remember how to be in relationship with other humans, how to find the win-win, how to work together, how to partner with people. And I have figured out a lot of things and I have tried so many different business models, so many different partnership models. And now you're going to get to learn the nine relationships-based marketing and collaboration strategies that I've been implementing for the last seven years that I've had to figure out on my own so that you can take it. And I'm going to give you examples for all of these of how they're being used right now. So number one, email marketing. We all need an email list. Cherish your email list. I email my list now. 
you think about this. Most people on social media, if they are active, they're posting at least once a day, trying to come up with something clever, trying to post a meme, trying to post a video, etc. I post to my, my newsletter. It used to be once a week. Yeah, actually, before I left social media, it was like once every couple of weeks was my newsletter. Then I go into once a week. The last year, I started emailing two to three times a week. And instead of people getting annoyed, my open rates doubled because there's a relationship of trust that is being cultivated. So all those social media things that you're posting, you could be sending that to the people that really want to hear from you, the people who have subscribed to your email list. If you have an email list, treat them like gold. Send them love regularly, consistently. Send them your videos, your articles, your podcasts. If you can, and I, I'm teaching a workshop on like how you can really fine tune your creative workflow so that with every video you create, you create an article and podcast version of it, or with every article you write, you create a video and podcast version of it. Um, I've created some amazing workflows using tools like Descript and ChatGPT to, you know, put your video that you just shot of you in a coaching session and then turning that into an article and a podcast. And it's fast, like really, really fast what you can do without losing your authentic voice. It's just like using some of these tools that exist so that you can be more prolific and provide more value to the people that are on your email list. So cherish your email list if you have one. If you don't have one, that's step one. As soon as you get off the call is go start your email list. We use ConvertKit, but there's a lot of great providers out there that you could, you could sign up for. Next, we have Signature Workshop. What's a Signature Workshop? Hello, everybody. Welcome to my signature workshop, Thriving in Business Without Social Media. Now, this workshop was an accident. I was asked by Tad Hargrave from Marketing for Hippies to come teach this workshop about a year and a half ago, and we had 1,100 people sign up for it, and it blew my mind. I never had 1,100 people sign up for any workshops I ever did. And so I was like, well, I should take this show on the road because it clearly is popular and people want to figure this out. So I, I set to touring this workshop. Last year, I, I guided, oh, I got to plug in my laptop here. Last year, I guided 60 people through a signature workshop program where all 60 created their signature workshop. And then we've created all of these amazing templates around how to email people to tour your signature workshop, how to build your hub list, and then how to set up your media page. So when somebody says, yes, you've got this whole automated process that takes them to your media page, gives them the pre-written emails, etc., and so on, so that it's a plug and play experience. And last year I did 22 of these and it grew my email list by over 4,000 people. So an important question, when was the last time you posted on social media and you spent maybe 40 hours working and it grew your email list by over 4,000 people without spending a fortune? The Signature Workshop is amazing because it's a live experience. It's a new audience's first experience with you. You get to like bring them in and teach them your story, your philosophy around what your body of work is that you're bringing to the world and why it matters. And you're giving them their first breakthrough experience with you so they feel trust. And then you call them to adventure and you invite them to like, hey, I have this other program. I have a workshop that's coming up. Uh, Alex Louise asked, do you do them in person or online? I did two in person last year. I love doing in-person workshops, but this is meant to be online. I tour this online. This is a virtual tour. It makes it very, very easy. You show up for 60 minutes, you provide value to somebody else's audience. And then if their audience is inspired, they come join whatever it is that you're offering. And at the very least, you collect their emails and you can maintain that relationship through your email and your newsletter. And I've had so many people come through this that maybe they didn't join my magic mind straight away. Maybe they didn't pay for coaching, but when I did a Black Friday special or when I've offered, you know, my two hour workshops like the ChatGPT one coming up or have a different program, then they sign up. You know, it's like it's a relationship that takes time and having a signature workshop has been the simplest, most scalable and effective way that I've ever marketed my services. I wish I would have figured this out 20 years ago when I got started because I would be a lot further along than I am now. I've tried so many things to figure this stuff out, and this is the simplest. Every single one of you needs an awesome signature workshop that you just keep improving, and you try to get it in front of as many people as possible. And so if you have questions about signature workshops, we'll save those to the end. I'm happy to jam on that. So you need a signature workshop. 
email list and signature workshop, if nothing else from this workshop, those are the things that you need to focus on. So new audience is new. Uh, first experience with you, story, philosophy, transformation, craft it once, tour it again and again and again. And it just helps you to do more of what you love, which is teaching. And teaching is your best form of marketing. The more humans that you're able to get in front of, teach, inspire, and transform, the better your business is going to do. So I taught a workshop in December called Teach 2024, which is basically like, let's all just put on our teacher's hat and live in that because that is the best way you're going to grow your business, your impact, and all the things that you're trying to do in your life. So next, licensing. So between 2009 and 2012, I taught 500 workshops. It's a lot of workshops, meditation workshops. And I got tired. I did retreats around the world. I like went all in on growing this, this meditation style that I was, I was teaching at the time called, it was my business at the time was called Calabunga Life. My style was Calabunga Meditations. And it was awesome. People loved it. And at the end of that few years and 500 workshops later, I was in Peru and I was like, you know, I love doing this, but my creative aspirations felt like they were pulling me in a different direction. I wanted more space and freedom to practice golf, to do other things that I just wasn't having time for because I was teaching so much. So I was like, I'm going to record an audio meditation library and I'm going to put that online and I'll focus on that for the next few years. And I did exactly that. I produced a world-class meditation library, amazing audio, um, 48 different practices. My buddy Blair, who's an incredible composer, composed the custom music for every single track. And then my goal at the time, because Mind Valley was definitely blowing up at that time, I was like, I want to get my tracks on Mind Valley. Um, I applied five times throughout the process of that year and a half while we were uh, producing our library. And they said no five times. Finally, on the sixth time, they said yes. And I quickly rose to the top of their charts and I sat as their number one meditation guide on their app for the next six years and running. That led to a bunch of other apps approaching me and being like, hey, we want to license your content. We found it on Mind Valley, And presto, fast forward seven years, that one library that I spent, you know, 18 months working on and off on has generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of pure passive income. I did not have to teach another meditation workshop again. I've reached over 2 million meditators. And if you go to any of those platforms, you can literally see tens of thousands of reviews of my meditation tracks. And it's allowed for that body of work to just like keep growing. It grows every year. The income keeps growing every year. And it's, I did it once. I put it on a bunch of platforms. So I taught, a, I have a licensing training coming up in March. If you want to learn how to license your audios or your, your course libraries to companies, apps, institutions, governing bodies, et cetera, they're all looking for amazing creators that do incredible work at a professional level that they can license your stuff and then they will pay you. They might buy it outright. They might pay you monthly based on plays. They might pay a, a, just a set quarterly amount. They might uh, pay an annual amount. I have one of them that they just send me $12,000 every October. That's been happening for the last seven years. And when they hired me, they they came to me and they're like, listen, we want to, we love your meditations. We want 10 custom meditations done from you. And here are the different themes. And they paid me almost $40,000 just to produce those, to write and produce them. It literally took me a couple of days. And then they've also paid me that extra 12K uh, per year for the last seven years. It's That one partnership has generated six figures for me. And there's so many. I mean, in the, the training next month, you get access to our, our list of over 100 meditation apps. So if you have a body of work like this, meditations, guided audios, etc. there's so many platforms that are looking for exactly your type of content. It just has to be high quality. Um, so having a good mic, you know, over here to my side is my little recording corner, but behind me, I'm actually using the mic that lives over there. Just some simple two by four, some fabric and a little bit of insulation in behind there. And I've got my own little professional recording studio that we've done world-class audio stories for our magic kids brand. So it doesn't have to be expensive or complicated. You just have to be creating all the time and, and build this beautiful body of work find the licensing partners. Once you get your foot in the door, they're always looking for more content from you. 
And then you can build your audience on many different platforms with the exact same content. That is called leverage. Leverage your life's work. <clears throat> so here's some of the ones that I'm on right now that all pay me. And it's a beautiful thing. So licensing is something nobody talks about, but it's right there and it's available if you've already built your body of work. Next, guest appearances. So I used to try to get podcast tours. And I learned something over the last couple of years since doing these signature workshops. And here's an example. Podcast tours are great because it's easy. You can show up. You can build a relationship with that audience. But podcast tours, typically, when you go do a podcast, um, you know, people are passive listeners. They're, they're, they're driving. They're doing the dishes, et cetera. And, um, and they're not actively engaged with you. This, you're live. We're here. You're taking notes. There's, there's something that's happening in the live space. And I did a, an interview last year with $100 MBA. It's a big podcast. We had 120,000 downloads in the first week that I could see the stats on their SoundCloud page. I was like, holy shit, this is going to blow up my email list. But I had 20 people sign up that week. I was like, what the hell? Like 20 people out of 120,000 people joined my email list. Then I did this workshop that I'm doing right now to that exact same audience two weeks later. And we had over 500 people join my email list and show up to that live. And so there's a, there's a big difference between a workshop and a podcast. A podcast is a great way to get introduced to an audience to pitch your signature workshop. And so when I reach out to podcast hosts, I say, hey, can I teach the signature workshop to your audience? And if they say, yes, I say, great, have me on your podcast first so that we can pitch the signature workshop. And then if they say no, I say, well, how about I come on your podcast? So the podcast is kind of the downsell. I just got to put this on pause for half a second. For some reason, my, my power cord came unplugged and I'm getting a little flashing red light. So hold on just a moment, everybody. All right, there we go. Okay, can you, I'm just gonna restart my screen share now. Sorry about that. I think it was when I showed you my fancy recording corner. So if you're gonna do guest appearances, which I do recommend, start with pitching them on the signature workshop and then downsell or upsell the podcast. Uh, when I was doing my meditations, my main one of my main strategies was I write articles every week. I had a spreadsheet with over 50 different uh, blog sites that were taking submissions, and I would just submit the same article to all those blogs. And that was how I grew my email list back then. Guest appearances are great. Reciprocate. You can you know have them on your podcast or have them come teach a workshop for your audience and then do the same. And it's it's a great thing. And when you find partners that you love, then you can just like circle back and do it once a year together which is how you build that relationship over time. All right, so next one, profit sharing. So we just launched the first ever fair pay publishing company, Magic Kids. We, we take story submissions, so we publish the most magical audio stories. We work with voice actors who, who play all the characters in the stories. We have a team of producers locally on my island that put all the stories together. We have a team of musicians that score the music and sound effects. We have illustrators that we work with to make album covers and to do our books. Um, and all of these amazing creators and artists uh, get put into a, an artist pool. And 50% of our revenue that we generate through our Magic Kids app subscriptions and our book sales go into the artist pool. And our artists get paid based on the number of subscribers or sales we have and the number of engagements that happen with their content specifically. That is a profit share. Profit sharing is amazing. And all of the apps that I'm on are some form of profit share. Uh, and if you're building something, you can bring people into your ecosystem and they can get paid based on engagements or based on sales with their content. And it's an amazing way to leverage other people's networks, other people's content, etc. So it's something to think about because you can leverage a lot of systems. And here's another thing. We used to do client work at Magic Media. We don't do client work and we haven't for almost six years. 
What we do is business partnerships. Yeah, I do one-off coaching. I'll do like coaching packages and stuff like that, but that's different. If you want our team to work with you on your project, we do a retainer and we do a rev share for a set amount of time. And our lowest is usually 18 months of a rev share. Up to three years has been our highest. This has completely transformed the way I do business at Magic Media. We have a bunch of partnerships right now where let's just say you want to build an online membership and you want to upgrade your branding. You want to upgrade all the pieces inside of your ecosystem, bring it all together into something new and something that like really shows the value that you provide your people. And we'll come in and we'll support with that heavy lift. We'll help you with the strategy. We'll support all of the steps along the way and help you just upgrade everything. And we'll work hard together and then we will relaunch whatever the new thing is. And what's magical is like we go through that whole process and oftentimes it might be a six month process to, to do the full, the full overhaul and we relaunch it and then everybody wins. And when I used to do client work, I would feel so drained at the end of like a four or six month project. And what I discovered when I sample, when I tried out this profit sharing model was that the entrepreneurial spirit inside of me wants to be rewarded for my efforts. I want to feel rewarded. I want to know that if we put everything we've got into it and we all win the game, that we win the game, that it's not just a flat fee. And that is that. And uh, what I found, and, and I have rev share models built into to my team salaries that like, if we all crush a project, then my team's going to win. They're going to get a piece of that pie, just like I want a piece of that pie. And it has really transformed the way I do it. So if you do client work already, you could consider charging a lower fee, but a percentage on the back end that when you win the thing, you all win. I even tried this um, leading a flagship training, helping a group of people build uh, their their four week paid offering. That'll probably be a three to $500 offering that they sell at the end of the program. And I had three options. You could pay a thousand bucks. You could join the Magic Mind community for 247, or you could do this honor system option, which is the first time I've ever tried this in a, a training setting. And they could pay $300 down and 20% of the revenue that they generate from the program they launched during this training. And I'm excited to see the results. I mean, so far I'm getting 100% participation from everybody that signed up for the course. And we'll see what the results are at the end on whether the amount of revenue they're able to generate exceeds the $1,000 course ticket, which is my hopes. And so profit sharing is a beautiful way to, to leverage relationships and to get everybody working towards the common vision and being rewarded for the success of the project. Take a breath and here we go. Collaborations. So I would not have been able to build what I've built at Magic Media and Magic Kids was it not for collaborations. When we built our Grady course adventure course, I could not afford the $100,000 it would have cost me to hire my two buddies to do the video production, building the platforms, the communities, all the branding, the design work. I mean, this, this course was, it was, it's a work of art. And instead I enrolled them in the vision and so this is what I want to do. And this is what I think it could do for us. And they just got a share of it. Same goes for the meditation library. My buddy's an amazing producer. I was like, I'll give you a rev share on this. Let's build it together and let's both win the game. And we've won the game. And he gets those checks every year as well. So there's amazing things that can happen. There's so many, and you probably know friends like this. There's so many artists who are talented and working shitty corporate jobs that they hate. And they would love an opportunity to invest in a project that they believe in that could potentially retire them from their crappy corporate job that they want to quit. There's so many of those people. I, I've met a lot of them and I'm sure you know them. And I'm sure you could ask around and you could find them. And your job as a visionary is to be able to communicate what you're trying to do and lay it all out as like a short, simple business plan, you know, one or two pages. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I need. This is what I can do. This is the revenue potential. And do you want to be the videographer for this? Do you want to be the designer? Do you want to build the platform and do all the tech for me? You know, those people exist. And there's a good chance you could find them. And you don't need to raise investment capital. You don't need to go into debt for it. You can literally find those collaborations. They exist. Next, affiliate marketing. You build a product. You get people to promote it. And 
they get a, sh- a percentage. So, you know, I do affiliates. My last program, I had probably half of my sales came through my affiliates. And that's an amazing thing. You can pay 10%, 20%, up to 50% if people promote your programs. You have to be organized. You know, having your media page with all your your sales copy for all the emails, your social media, like you have to be organized to do affiliate marketing properly. And you have to ask people far enough in advance if they want to promote your thing. You can't wait till the last minute because people that do affiliate stuff typically have their calendars booked up a long time in advance. But it's a great strategy for leveraging relationships. And you can reciprocate. It's like, yeah, I'll promote your stuff. And then you can make money off their stuff as well. Sponsorships. This is something we're working on with Magic Kids. Right now, we're working on a massive partnership slash sponsorship deal that will get us in front of 100,000 kids and 2,000 educators very quickly that will become a new source of revenue, a good amount of revenue. Um, And that would not be possible had I not thought of like, hey, how can we like leverage some of these amazing brands that we want to align with? This has been a really fun experiment that I started, I think it was last September. I was like, I, I have, I'm not on social media. I have time on my flex day, which is Friday to do like free coaching. And so I book two hours every Friday and I do six 15 minute coaching sessions, which I'm going to post a link to, and you can book yourself in if you want to try one of these. I do these laser focused coaching sessions and it's been amazing. I've had so much fun connecting with the people on my email list that I never even knew existed. And the way that I coach, we get a lot of shit done in 15 minutes. I send them their notes. It's like, here you go. And they can go off on their mission. They can decide if they want to join the magic mind. They can decide if they want to hire magic media or hire me to coach them more. But at the end of it, value is always provided. And this has led to more revenue, more people joining programs, more people signing up for the other offerings that I'm doing, like these workshops. And so if you have, if you quit social media, you could devote a little bit of time to some form of like free coaching that you promote and you offer your audience. And some weeks I only have three, some weeks I'm full with all six. Uh, You know, it doesn't really matter. I just show up and, and I do it and I love it. And it's a great, satisfying way to finish my week. Next, the one that everybody forgets to ask for support and and ask if they have referrals is family and friends. Chances are, if you're like me, you're the black sheep in your family. And maybe you forget and people are like, what do you do again? You can tell them what you do and you can be like, yo, this is what I do. Do you know anybody that needs this? Oh, yeah, Margaret needs that. And then just like, there you go. You got Margaret as a client. So ask your family and friends, you know, if you got some relationships that you love, like ask your family and friends. And and my guess is you could probably get some referrals if, if you can explain what you do clearly. I don't look at YouTube as social media. I look at it as entertainment and education. Um, I experimented a bunch with YouTube shorts last year and my, my YouTube channel grew quite a bit as a result of that. I use an app called CapCut, which is a video editor. It's so fun. If you like making creative videos, I love shorts because you're telling these 15 to 60 second stories and you get to be really creative. So this is this has really been a fun way for me to just, you know, showcase what I do for golf, showcase what I do for fitness, showcase some of my philosophies, showcase some of the things that I do with my son. And it's just like been a nice way for my audience to get to know me on more of a personal level. And so that's something to consider as well. It's just like making more, you know, you want to make videos, make creative YouTube shorts. It's fun. Uh, and then here's a bunch, press releases, selling in retail stores. If you have physical products, markets and trade shows, the majority of our books have been sold at markets and trade shows for magic kids, generosity marketing. When we started, um, magic kids, we gave away 500 books. I reached out to 10 companies that I loved and said, how many parents do you have on your team? Can we send you a box of books? And that's what we did. And that led us to the next one here, comedy videos. So next month, Well, let me backtrack. So we, for the last year, have been working with the Harmon Brothers, which is one of the biggest and best comedy ads agencies in the world. You've probably seen their commercials. They've did like the Squatty Potty commercial with the unicorn that poops out rainbows for the poop stool, poopori, all sorts of amazing commercials they've done. And so we worked with their team of comedians last year for nine months, and we wrote and produced 31 comedy commercials. I've raised some investment capital and in March, we're going to be doing a big ads campaign. Here's caveat on social media. Here's one of the ways social media can work for you. You have a whole bunch of money 
you have a team of professionals that know how to do ads right and you pay them good money to do those ads and you have a great campaign i.e comedy ads so we're going to do 31 comedy commercials over the course of two months and we're going to be driving tons and tons of traffic to the magic kids app and hopefully if we're lucky and i'm pretty sure we will do pretty well on some of these videos because they're funny is we'll have some go viral and that viral traffic is free traffic that can lead to a lot of sales and really building the brand and building the love. And for me, I've been in love with, I've been making comedy for fun for most of my career. And so this is like a really exciting, just like launch pad into sharing the message of magic kids and helping get kids off screens and back into their imaginations. And we've got these really fun marketing campaigns geared towards parents, grandparents, educators, and artists. Next workshop tour. When I was doing my meditation stuff, my most successful strategy for making good money was I'd pick a city. So Edmonton, uh, Alberta was, was one of the cities I visited every year. And I would call up like months and months in advance. I'd call up a bunch of yoga studios. I'd tell them about my workshop and I'd pitch them on hosting me for a two hour workshop. And typically they would give me the space for free. They would keep 30% of the ticket sales. They would promote me. And I would show up and teach my intro workshop. And usually it was like 30 bucks to enter, to come to this hour and a half, two hour workshop. So I would get 70% of that. I would sell my audio library at the end of that. I would usually close 50 to 60% of the room on buying my audio meditation work, um, library at the end of the workshop. So there's a bunch of extra money. And then I would sell a day long workshop at the end of the week. And usually I would get anywhere from 15 to 20 people from those intro workshops who would buy that as well. I'd come home, my pockets would be full. I'd have a bunch of new emails, people, a bunch of new audio library sales. And it was really easy and fun. And I get to go check out a new city. So if you have a workshop and you have a day long workshop, it's a great thing. Like try it in a city that's close to yours. People love when people come from out of town to teach. So just pick a city that's nearby, you know, less than a hundred miles away and or kilometers and just pitch a bunch of studios, make your list of like, what's all the yoga studios, wellness centers, et cetera, pitch them on your workshop and then have a day long workshop at the end of the week lined up. And hopefully you can have a, a digital product to sell at the end of, of your, your trainings. It was amazing. And it was fun. I highly recommend it. Next audience contests are a great way to spread the word and finding local partners. Remember locals amazing. There's so many local things that you could be doing that because we're so entrenched in like building the online thing, we forget about the real world. Remember the real world. So how can social media work? I'm not telling anybody to quit social media today. I'm, I'm inviting you to reassess, is it working for you? And if you do want to stay on it, have a clear strategy. Have a publishing schedule. Know when you post. Know when you log on. Know when you're not supposed to be on there. And log out of your accounts when you're not on there. So it requires some conscious effort to actually go do social media and log on again. Be disciplined. Hire a team. And make your work art. That's how you're going to stand out in the world, in the sea of sameness. If your work is art, if you're putting your best stuff forward, you will stand out. You will create resonance with the audience that's meant to work with you. If you want, if you like elements of social media, but you don't necessarily resonate with what they're doing at Meta or how things are done or the values or, you know, the algorithm and the way that it's, it's designed to keep people addicted or keep people divided then you could design your own social media site. And we've built about 18 Mighty Networks over the last five years for partners and for different projects we've worked on. Mighty Networks is awesome because you can have your own social media space where you make the rules, where you can do courses, trainings, offerings, live events, live streaming. You can have a forum. You can do all sorts of different business models inside of those ecosystems that really allow you to leverage this technology. Um, so check out Mighty Networks if you haven't seen it before and you're curious about it. And my invitation to you is give yourself a gift. Reevaluate your marketing strategy. Decide if it works for you and your business to be on social media. Spend a day making a new plan or even half a day. It's almost the weekend. Book three hours this weekend to sit with a journal and go for a walk and think about some of these things and, and map out a new plan. Leave social media if you must, but most importantly, protect your time and consciousness. It feels like there's a... It's almost like a mental or spiritual warfare that is taking place on the human psyche. And a lot of it is happening inside of social media. And if you're not conscious of that, 
it can really get to you and it can bring you down and can block you out from connecting with that creative spirit that is seeking to be expressed through you and the work that you're here to do. It is a distraction from yourself and what you're meant to be doing during these times. So really just honor the creative spirit and take more time for creating and less time for consuming. And, uh, I'm just going to share a few shameless plugs on offerings in case you're interested. This craft interior signature workshop, I have the full recordings, all the templates that you get, et cetera. Uh, I'll share a bunch of links at the end of this, this mini pitch here. Uh, it's a $500 course for the pre-recordings, or you can just join the magic mind. The magic mind is 247 a month. Uh, I will be doing this program live in September again, in partnership with Tad Hargrave. Um, but if you want it now, you can get it now. And I'm active in that community space that you'll get access to. And I offer feedback and support the whole way. Um, I'm going to share a PDF for this workshop that you can print out. And it's a checklist of all the different marketing strategies you could be doing. So you can try some experiments. And I encourage you, do 90-day experiments. You know, decide that you're going to do two emails a week for your newsletter. Or that you're going to create a signature workshop and tour it at least 10 times. And do that as an experiment to see the results, you know, take a 90 day break from social media and watch what happens. If you choose two of these other paths, the magic mind is my community space. I've been cultivating communities for creators and entrepreneurs for gosh, over the last decade. Um, and if you want to transform your life's work into a work of art, if you want to leverage your life's work, this is the space I've created so many beautiful offerings, creator templates that we give all of our partners that we work with. You get access to all of it. You get access to me. It's like a affordable, customized coaching journey that you can access. We meet three times a week live. So you get a lot of opportunities to tap into the magic of the group mind. Uh, schedule your success sessions where you map out your week. I have a specific way that I run those. Magic Mind coaching sessions on Wednesday to get in the hot seat and get support, get feedback, and then co-working sessions on Thursdays. Um, it's basically, it's a customized journey for you um, to help you integrate what we've just gone through here today and actually make that a part of your living ecosystem of your business and the way that you show up and do business and do life. And uh, you get access to all of my live trainings that you see me advertising through my newsletter and you can cancel anytime. I have a coupon code. If you want to use it for the next 24 hours, it gives you $50 a month off. So I'll save you like 600 bucks in the next year, but there's no pressure. Uh, and I'm going to share a post to my free 15 minute coaching session. If you want to do a follow-up session, I recommend you book today uh, so that we can dig into some of the pieces and I can help you hash out a plan based on one or two of the strategies that you really want support with. Um, so I'm going to share some links inside of the, uh, inside the chat right now, obviously no pressure. If you vibe with what I've shared today, I can help you make this new strategy a reality through what I do with the magic mind. And, uh, if there's questions, feel free to unmute yourself or raise your hand or share in the chat. We've got a bit of time that I'm happy to do some Q and a to dig into some of the themes that really popped for you. And, um, yeah, I'm hopeful that this was an eye-opener for you, that you don't have to do business how everybody else is doing business, that there's other ways. And let me and the path that I've blazed for the last seven years be proof that you can do it other ways. Um, so there's all the links. Grab them while you're here. That $50 off coupon is just magic-mind-50-off if you want to come check out that space. Um and do we have any questions or do you want to jam on anything? What were your top takeaways from the presentation? Does anything really stand out more than anything else? What are you going to integrate and, and apply in your, your business? What is one or two things that you could change? We've already booked a session, but I'm happy to ask a question anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. There's a few things. I was just wondering how you, um, when you partner with people to build the mighty network, yeah, is you got like a size that my business would need to be already, or how do you how do you work that out, or does that need you know as we've already got booked a conversation and 
movies yeah, it's now. been it's been case by case. I mean, it really it depends on how big the build is, how big the rebrand is. Um, there's there's a lot of factors at play. Yeah. How big is your audience size? What are you trying to do? How much yeah. effort is going to require? Like one that we're doing right now um, for a brand called Sing to Thrive out of Australia. So she's done amazing work. She's built an incredible library of content, but it hasn't been as effective as she has hoped to be. She has a couple hundred members, but it hasn't been able to get over this, this marker and her membership space is a little bit clunky. It's all on WordPress and uh, anybody that knows anything about WordPress course ecosystems, doesn't matter how good or expensive they are, they're typically clunky. So yeah. we're, I've been supporting her to uh, design her signature workshop. We're helping her to come up with her hundred contacts that she's going to tour her to. Uh, she has an amazing audio library that we have been supporting her to license to a bunch of different apps. Um, she's got two like higher end offerings that she's been thinking about, but hasn't actually built. So over the next year, we're going to be helping her to create and launch these two, three to $5,000 programs. Um, and then relaunch her existing membership inside of a mighty network ecosystem with a completely new user experience that is more intuitive and, and easy for people to show up and get the results and be involved in like a regular schedule in that. So that one is like, a we have, uh, what is a two year partnership and a huge chunk of the work is going to happen this year. And, uh, so for her, she pays a retainer and then we get a percentage of all the sales that happen. And uh, that's that's a typical kind of partnership that we've formulated. And so for you, you know, we'll go through our typical onboarding questions and, and we'll figure out what the best path is to, to support you to do what you're trying to do. Yeah, cool. It's fun though. I, uh, I really love that branch of work because we get to go deep for an extended period of time, which we're where... In the past, looking for clients, you finish a client project and then you're like, okay, we got to find the next person. Whereas this is like, you know, we're on this extended journey that takes a lot longer than just a typical one-off project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds great. And for you, out of the the 19 strategies we just went through, what would any one in particular pop for you? Um, well, I already watched your signature workshop video with Tad, so I was already on that. And the the ironic thing about that was I used to do workshops and like signature workshops stopped doing them because people wanted more. And I was like, I don't have any more. And I've spent the last few years writing a book. I've got a podcast. There's loads of infrastructure. And then I saw you saying about signature workshops. And I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> like <laughs> I did it backwards. And I just, yeah. I just felt like I was failing people all the time because they were like, I want more. And I was like, well, I'm fully booked for coaching. I was just doing this to kind of add value and help but yes. it wasn't helping because it was leaving people frustrated so yeah i think for me it's it's doing um it's doing that i've got an existing membership 30 people it's not massive but that's yeah. me booked with live coaching i can't you know my next stage is how do i how do you scale, scale that yeah um so yeah i think the the signature workshop for sure the email list you know i, I don't do anything with it i do a lot of video i've got a podcast um, I'm happy to do workshops you know it's yeah. not I, I do live workshops with my existing membership so I think those are the two main ones to focus on and then there's a whole world of you know I have a book that is done that I've done nothing with to sell it I've created it for my course yeah but actually it's a sellable book so amazing when you're and talking about like all the bits it's like <laughs> okay yeah there's all these pieces that could be yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot. And when you reclaim that social media time, all of a sudden there's, there's more space to build some of these other pieces that can be more impactful than the energy and time suck social media can be. Um, yeah. And just everything you said about, you know, just even local businesses, like I haven't gone and seen my local booksellers to say, can I come and do a workshop in your bookstore and will you sell my book? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like done any of that yet. So there's that, if anything, I need to organize the order in which to do it, which is why, you know, want to chat to you guys as well, just to go, what are we doing? Which is the yeah. best way? Because there's a lot of stuff now that needs just simplifying and organizing. So. And what's the most logical path for yeah. you to build and for your customers or students to like walk down? So yeah. one of the things like we did 
Um, the signature workshop is the free offering. And then I'm running a training right now, which is a sequel to that, uh, which is around designing a flagship training that you can run quarterly or a couple times a year, which is more of like a, your next step group coaching program that kind of like takes the lessons of your signature walk workshop to the next stage. And then after that, there's more of like the private coaching or an ongoing membership or something like that. But what I've been doing with my business model, which I've really been enjoying is I have the magic mind, which is like the core that I'm trying to invite people into. But every yeah. month I'm doing these two hour workshops two two to two and a half hour workshops that are more of like skill building sessions that are 200 to $250. And you can either pay the fee to just join the workshop and get the recordings and get a little community space around that. Or you pay 247 a month for the magic mind, you get that training and you get all the other pieces that are included. Yeah. Yeah. And so with like that flagship training, that's, you know, you pay 247, you can join, you get pay the thousand or the, yeah, the thousand dollars and you can be a part of it, just that ecosystem. Um, there's a lot of ways to do it, but for, yeah. For anybody that's like in your core, your teacher, you can create workshops. You're just like chomping at the bit to do it. It's a beautiful way to leverage value in an existing membership ecosystem of like, okay, we do these workshops. We have these trainings. Here's my schedule for the next bunch of months. If you join the subscription, you get all of that included, or you can just sign up for a one-off workshop. And then you've got these multiple streams and you provide more value for existing members to want to stay and for more people to join that membership ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really nice mix. It's really cool. And it gives me time to create that. So I, I repeat my, I work with clients for a long time. So I've got joint venture groups in property. So I do money and property coaching. So the property side of things, I work with people a long time and there's a lot of content. I am repeating myself to, you know, new people that yeah. I could have done as a workshop, recorded it, put it in. I've started a mighty membership site, but I'm just now I'm just like, Oh God, the number of times I've said that if I had recorded it, it's just like there yes. yeah. as well. So yeah. That's been really valuable. And that's kind of how I work. My membership is like, it's not meant to be something that like you just go into and you have to find your way. Like everybody that joins, they get a coaching session with me straight out of the gate. Like one of those laser focused coaching sessions, they yeah. come to the events, they share, uh, we have a feedback space where they can share their stuff. They have an ongoing progress log so I can keep in the loop of what they're doing. And then I prescribe, I know my library because I've been running this particular library for about seven or eight years. And so mm -hmm. I prescribe, great, here's your next step. Here's the resource. Here's the template, go do this and share your work mm -hmm. once you've done that. And, uh, it's, it's, it's more of like a, a modified coaching experience without all of the one-to-one -one support. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. Which might be a more scalable model for you. I mean, I'm without knowing what you're doing right now with your current members, which we can dig into, um, figuring out what that next stage is that allows to you to free up your time, but leverage what you've built. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's the, I think because, so people come to work with me to sort their money out and get financially free, which takes yeah. a while, right? So it's that journey of everything from most people don't even know what they want. So actually the first conversation we have from the first nine chapters of my book is nothing to do with money. It's like, what do you want? Like, what's yeah. your life look like? Yeah. But then it's all the money bit, but then there's also the, to get the money, they need to have a property business or build a business or have a product or create something. So actually, you know, the, the, the work with people it goes on for years i've worked with people seven eight years now you know Amazing. and it's also keeping that interesting and fresh as well like i had tad come and do a workshop at mine like a, a tad we called it a tad takeover so he like came and did the workshop instead of the one i normally do and it's just that keeping it fresh for everyone and bring so i love what you say about collaborating and bringing people in yeah like people have been hearing my voice for seven years now i'm bored of my voice you know i need <laughs> other people like tad came in and everything he said was brilliant and he just said it in a different way, but it was very aligned to what we we're already doing. But yeah. because he said it, it was like, oh, this is so new. And I'm like, I've been saying this for years. <laughs> it's that, yeah, just just working it so it keeps it fresh for people, I think is really important. That's right. Um, and I've so ended many... up with a community by accident. So I was coaching people one-to-one -one and it got unmanageable. So then I put them in groups and then the groups got unmanageable. So then, you know, groups are groups. So it's just the next evolution to make yeah. it work. 
I mean, that's the, that's the best way to build a business is like, it's just organic is like the growth happens and it forces the next stage of evolution. Oh yeah. (laughs) So it sounds like you're, you're ripe and ready for the next stage of evolution with this. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. No, it's beautiful. Perfect timing. Beautiful. Well, we're 102. So, um, I guess it's time to bid farewell. Thank you so much for being here and for all of you in the future that are watching the recording or listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I look forward to hearing the results of whatever decisions you make moving on from here. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care. Thanks. Bye, Bradley. Speak soon. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com, that's M-A-J-I-K, media.com, and explore what our partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.